Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to the Words, Women and Wisdom radio show streaming live out of California on BBS Radio and also on the new Podopolo podcasting platform. I'm your show host, Yvonne E.L. Silver, if we haven't met. And my role is uplifting the spirit of humanity. And I do that by interviewing interesting women who have typically risen from some sort of tragedy to triumph and are now doing amazing things that are worth showcasing. So if you're a woman out there who is listening in and needing a little bit of a boost for resilience right now, this is a great opportunity to listen to some fantastic interviews with women who have brought forth their resilience and are now doing really interesting things. And I love connecting, especially with those who have a mission-inspired business. So I typically work with women entrepreneurs as an executive coach and mentor and working with them to help them flourish in business with a passion, particularly for communications. My role is to help teach them to have more confident conversations so they can ask for bigger sales, make those big deals in a man's world. And if they're in the corporate arena to be able to ask for that promotion and demonstrate why they are so deserving of it. So that's my role today, working as a coach and mentor, and ideally looking at ways I can help women be uh, developing a sustainable business that is fun and that they're proud to leave as a legacy for their kids. So today, I'm happy that I've been able to bring to the stage Cara Wolf. Cara Wolf is the CEO of Amalite Analytics. Welcome, Cara. Hello, very nice to be here, Yvonne. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So Cara is the CEO of Amalite Analytics, which is a custom, power, uh, custom artificial intelligence powered software and hardware development firm that specializes in data analytics, cybersecurity and physical security integration. She is a dynamic and experienced award-winning thought leader an author and a speaker with over 15 years of executive experience. Kara has a proven track record of conceptualizing, developing, and commercializing technology-based solutions in software and hardware engineering, in financial services, the defense, and energy sectors. And she has expert analytical and problem-solving skills, coupled with a collaborative team leadership style. And her technical competency, her business acumen, and her drive to succeed deliver exceptional outcomes. And Kara's won numerous awards provincially and nationally for her strategic technology innovation initiatives, her guest lectures on the topics of artificial intelligence, of cybersecurity, um, innovation, and entrepreneurship. And she has extensive experience serving on the advisory board and at the director level for many organizations, including the Council of Innovation and Entrepreneurial Leadership at University of Calgary and the International Association of VCISOs. She's a member of the Institute of Corporate Directors and a She Innovator with UN Women. She's recognized as TechTerra's Woman of Impact, UC Calgary's Distinguished Graduate, Women of Inspiration, Trailblazer, for the STEM category and nominated for the RBC Entrepreneur of the Year 2020. Whew, that's quite a set of accomplishments. I'm so glad that you could join me. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me and thank you for such a nice warm introduction. It's always a pleasure to be uh, able to spend some time with you, Yvonne. I think so highly of you and of all of the exceptional work that you do for female entrepreneurs and your words of wisdom have resonated deeply with me on more than one occasion. So it's my pleasure to be here with you today. Mm. Well, two inspiring women working and uh, doing um, and, yep. yeah, doing stuff together and making things happen. It's always, it's always fun. So um, I know that you have a really interesting background and an amazing story of rising from tragedy to triumph. Um, very often the stories I bring out are, are those that other people don't really know about that have impacted in the way that you have have dealt with challenge and also where you're at today so I'm curious to learn a little bit more about your your story your story of rising from tragedy to triumph 
Well, <laughs> I have had a roller coaster life. So um, as, as many women entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, a uh, lot of tragedies that have led to a lot of triumphs and a lot of life lessons learned, a lot of bumps, a lot of scrapes and a lot of bruises. Um, so I will share, I think, my, my most recent and probably my most difficult uh, tragedies and, and then the transformation and rebirth to where I am today. Um, I haven't really spoken about it publicly too much. Um, so this will be one of the first times. There's a small handful that know, but not the general public. And um, I'll start with um, the year 2018. I was recovering from uh, an accident that I'd been in a, a, some years prior. And um, I had um, formed a company or a business with a man named Roman Bittman. He was the, the chief visionary of a company where we were developing a bitumen viscosity reduction technology that would increase pipeline capacity by 30%. And um, Roman had found this technology and had um, wanted to commercialize it into Alberta. Roman was Métis. He was the first producer of The Nature of Things pre-David Suzuki. Uh, he was a founder of the Aboriginal Television Network and did the Nova Scotia um, came up with the concept for the Nova Scotia film credit. Mm -hmm. And um, he was just an exceptional, exceptional man. And um, we became partners and we formed a dream team with the VP of uh, retired VP of Syncrude. And, uh, and uh, my CFO was uh, had taken his tech company from millions to billions and was a former RBC venture capitalist. And together we were the dream team and we were working very hard to, uh, to set up our pilots and, and get this commercialized and bring this to market uh, for the environment, for the Indigenous peoples, and for all of Albertans to prosper, um, which is where we were very much in line. Roman was an expert storyteller, and he was a lead mentor in my life and shaped um, my future and, and my vision. Um, unfortunately, Roman died of cancer late in 2018, and um, it was very hard on all of us. Um, it was a very difficult time, and with his death, uh, we decided to pack in the company as well. Um, he was the driving force, the visionary, and really the glue that held the dream team together. So um, we packed that in. Um, it's always sad to say goodbye to um, a treasured friend um, and a business, because a business is like a child. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like losing a baby. And, uh, and then I had... Um, Two very good friends die, um, Alex Rodriguez and, um, or sorry, Rekazinko and, um, and Suzanne West. And uh, my aunt died and my kids moved away all in the same year. So my life was really just a very sad country song. Well, and um, it that was, is a lot in a short space of time. You're right. It, it was because I had health issues, I had business issues, I had family deaths, and I had friend deaths. And, and it just, was overwhelming it was really just probably my most trying year so you know so so what do you do with all that loss and all that emptiness well you go to Bali you so, go to Bali yes <laughs> you go to find yourself you go you do you go back to where you go back to where you can rebuild and so I I took the first solo trip that I'd taken since I was a young woman and I went across the world by myself um, and stayed there for two weeks and I loved it. It was, it was wonderful. And I loved it so much that I went back and lived in the jungle in Ubud for another six weeks the following winter. And, um, it was just a beautiful experience to be able to hike and swim and, and work and just be at peace. And I really learned a lot from the Balinese people who are very gentle and calm and loving, and they don't have anything yet. They're beautiful and peaceful and happy. And, um, that that transformation, you know, yoga, meditation, all of that was was very healing for me. Um, and I also went back to my roots. I went back to the University of Calgary where I graduated and I started my previous businesses. And I just really wanted to be around that student energy, that youth and excitement to get that good energy. So I started volunteering through the Hunter Center and the Hunter Hub. And um, and that work re-inspired me and, and kind of got me through that really dark empty phase and it was during that time I met my current business partner and um, and we really 
we really meshed. So um, he is in AI and cybersecurity. He's been doing applied AI for 30 years. He's a hacker and a coder. Mm. He's worked in, yeah, he's, he's, he's your typical hoodie. Like he's all hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't be like more different. We are very, very different, but we're very compatible in, in the ways that are important. And, and we started talking and then dreaming and scheming and like entrepreneurs do, uh, we decided to start another venture. So, um, so we gave birth to this one. And, uh, so we've, um, we've gone through all of the phases. And so that's what I've been working on for like the last year is really working on customer validation, product market fit, um, you know, just, uh, uh, getting to understand the environment, the space, what's needed. And because I come from a military background and a military family and law enforcement family, and I come from banking and, and I've been trained for many, many years in corporate fraud. Um, I have a really good understanding of, of the dynamics and the people and, and, and what's involved in it. So it's never really fallen far from home. And, um, and so we, we got, collaborating like you do and you know he's very heavy on the coding side I'm very heavy on the business side and then we figured out a way to to communicate which is like speaking a whole different language and uh and then we started getting some traction and and moving this forward so you know it's um been a long journey and it's been a tough one um I you know you really when you're down and out you really understand who your friends are and who they're not and I learned um, that the people that I thought or some of the people that I thought were really in my camp were really not. And people that I never had any idea that I had an impact on have all come into my tribe, so to speak. And they've been my avid supporters and have become my greatest friends. So when you go through struggle and triumph and hurt, you really get to know the people that love you for you and appreciate you for you. And fortunately, um, through my work, I was recognized several times from my peers, a lot of women's groups. And, you know, and that meant the world to me to have women nominating women and women supporting women in a, you know, because generally our gender likes to eat their young. So, you know, it, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting term. I haven't heard that before on on, on an interview. <laughs> Sometimes it can it can be ugly. So so it just it's really nice to see awesome powerhouse women that are backing other awesome powerhouse women like that. There is a strength that that you can't derive from any other relationship than that. Yeah. And so women that aren't intimidated by other successful women are my biggest champions. It's like, they don't intimidate me and I'll do anything I can to help them. And they do what they can to help me. And that's collaboration. Yeah. So, it's, you know, it's, it's so interesting when, when, um, you know, when I think about some of the in past relationships that I've had, um, you know, business relationships, when there's a mindset of scarcity, it just doesn't work because, you know, everything is held you know, held close to the chest and there's no connections, um, you know, being willingly shared. And, um, and when the flood, you know, when the abundance gates are open, it's incredible what shows up in your life, isn't it? It, it really is. And, you know, um, there are lots of women out there that are strong, strong leaders and are competitors, but yet I still collaborate. And because I firmly believe that a rising tide floats all boats yep. and you help each other. And, you know, because someday somebody else is going to need a hand. So when women ask me for a hand up, I'm always there to give them that hand up. And I give them strict, um, you know, kind of guidelines. Like your work has to be quality. You have to have mm -hmm. integrity in your word. You got to do what you say you're going to do. And, and, you know, so there's that element of coaching and, and bringing up the next generation. Don't be manipulative. Don't be sleazy. Don't be sneaky. Like, that kind of stuff is, you know, that might get you that little win, but that will never get you a lifetime of respect. Yeah. And, you know, and so teaching those small teachable moments as they come up and, and I do it all day long and I get lots of women that'll ask me for mentorship and guidance and I happily give it because, you know, I was a recipient at one point and I'm the product of other people's inputs into who I am and, and my learning. And, 
And so it's a privilege and an honor for me to be someone that can give that to others and make them better and stronger in their lifetimes and in their businesses. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. Um, you know, I had someone just recently pop, pop up on Facebook and they said, oh, you're Yvonne Silver. You're the author of Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. That book was on my nightstand when I was in a shelter. And now I'm just... You know, I've turned things around and I'm about to, you know, launch my first book and I have my e-course coming out. And I was like, whoa, you know, you know, how much impact did the book have? Don't really know. But the fact that she was even wanting to share it, I know that it made a difference, which is one of the reasons that, you know, for every copy that's purchased, I donate one to a women's shelter foundation or not for profit. I mean, they're in, in stacks of 10, typically to, you know, the United Way or different groups. Um, but you just never know how you know one or two words are going to make that massive difference because it's exactly what that person needed to hear right now. And mentoring, I, I'm a, you know such a fan of mentoring because I know that you know one of my um, friends down in Silicon Valley, Dr. Ravi Gamlapoli, who has MentorCloud, says you know one conversation can change the direction of someone's career, and I mean it could be their life as you know not just their career and I've seen that happen over and over again so thank you for your commitment to bringing up others and it is a hand up it's not a hand out because I'm also a fan of and a believer of the concept that we you know we can give a man a fish and they feed for a day or we can teach them to fish and they feed for life that's you know another one of the quotes in my books thank you know thank you Lao Tzu for that one (laughs) so it does make a difference so thank you for doing that I think it's very important and I think it's and it's important for us as leaders to give to each other as well so you know if you see a leader if even if you don't even particularly care for them personally just a kind word can go a long long way you don't have to like everybody. You don't have to be best friends with everybody, but just small acts of kindness. And, mm-hmm. you know, just a, even a like or a share on a post that they put, you know, just something, just anything to say, hey, you know what? I see you. I hear you. I, I have a little support for you. And it could be just as something as simple as a friendly comment on a post or a like or a share. And it, it really doesn't take anything. Or, you know, somebody's got a promotion. Um, some things going on on Facebook right now, I think is really interesting due to COVID. All these small businesses are getting together on Facebook groups and they're saying, post your business, post your link. And usually it's like, don't promote yourself. We're not here to promote yourself, but it's like promote, promote, promote. And, and I really like that because now people are starting to link and like businesses and have networking groups and, you know, and it's very much about promoting each other. And, and I think that that's the way out of this mess that we've gotten ourselves into. And I think, you know, buying local, building local, selling local is so critical right now. Yeah. And, and supporting each other with dollars in the bank is it's, it's got to be support with sales. Like, you know, let's spend our way out of this and let's hire our own and build that capacity, build the capacity in the technology, build the capacity in the leadership, build the capacity so that we can compete globally and, and get out of this small town mentality that we're, you know, we're on this, this hamster wheel on. We just got to lose that. Yeah. Well, certainly for myself, I mean, I was hosting live events, you know, down at the club and when that came to a grinding halt I think my last one was in February and I was planning several more this year and then in that all <laughs> that it was all shut down it um it has given me the opportunity to connect with some incredible women that aren't here in Calgary um and the virtual summit that I did in December which was the first one of those that I've done an all-day event um uh, great success and I took away a ton of learnings for the next one so the next one I'll do as a two-day event and that's coming up uh, February 19th and 20th if you want to make a note of those dates so I, I'll be there virtual event again um, having an opportunity to to bring forward some of my learnings around uh, confidence and then couple that with uh, some several other experts who are going to talk and we're going to topic a couple of the same topics as last time because it was so popular so it's about confidence plus credibility equals cash 
because that's ultimately where I think most people want to be right now is they either want to be fully employed <laughs> and have an income or they want to be building up their business as entrepreneurs and continuing to be able to be sustainable through being creative, collaborating and through being way more mindful about how they run their business. So um, you've obviously had a lot of opportunity to mentor others on those things. So what are you thinking? Uh, what, what's your thinking around things that um, entrepreneurs really need to focus on outside of that collaborative piece for 2021? I really think um, for one, you got to persist. Like you got to just keep pushing through and pushing through. If you've got something that the market wants, it's everything is about sales. I hear a lot of stuff about investors, investors, investors. And I really think, and all of my prior businesses have all been based on customer sales. Mm -hmm. It really is sales, sales, sales. And so um, how do you shrink the sales cycle so that your, your time from introduction through to deal close, make those sales cycles smaller. And I think that enterprise level businesses need to shrink that, that sales cycle, you know, from nine months to two or three months, especially B2B. B2B is taking way too long and and there's no good reason for it to take so long. It doesn't need to go through an entire legal firm with 20 lawyers and 15 committees and then their committees and then their committees. And then a year and a half later, you get five bucks. Like it it just, and then then it goes through supply chain management and then it goes (laughs) <laughs> and then it goes through there. And then after you pay all your employees and all the people to do the work, and then at the end of the day, you've got an ulcer and five bucks. So I think that we, we need to do something better and we need to be better at shortening those, the, the time to get cash flow in the door mm-hmm. has to come shorter. Yeah. Um, you know, cause, cause in consumer it's right away. It's instantaneous. As soon as they buy it, there's your cash in the bank. Yeah. But you know, when you do B2B, it's just taking way too long. And, and really the countries are beating us because they're beating us to market because they're putting out the money faster and sooner and taking more risk. And mm-hmm. as Canadians, we are way, way too risk averse. There's no excuse for the aversion that we have here. And there's no excuse for the national self-consciousness or lack of confidence that we have because we can and do compete on the global scale and we are better than a lot of other countries and we're just not given the opportunity with cash to Mm -hmm. actually build something because you know in my line of work people think that you can solve the world's problems with a bunch of university kids and a pizza hackathon and you know well you can tell the song but They're awesome kids and they're great, but they're brand new. Like, you know, these, these guys are, are young. I got 20 year olds. I know what they're like. Mm-hmm. So as smart as they are, they're still young adults and, uh, and they don't have the experience and expertise to do that. So, you know, our, our leaders and our honor, our enterprise leaders need to understand that you need to write real checks and hire real executives and real business people to solve the world's problems. And not everybody wants to be an employee. A lot of people like to be entrepreneurs. And in fact, I am a terrible employee. Like you don't ever want to be my boss. Ask my (laughs) former bosses. But but I'm a great entrepreneur and I'm a great vendor and a great supplier. And I love my clients to no end. So, you know, I think there has to be a mind shift. Like not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur and that's fine. That's okay. Let's have lots of little businesses. Let's have lots of medium-sized businesses. That's what we thrive on. And, you know. It's interesting. um, A couple of things that you've mentioned, um, but just recently this this connection about, you know, employees versus contractors. um, You know, I, a few years ago, I thought, well, I've got this, um, this process, this recruitment process, I call the power hire process. And it's basically 12 steps from to go from, you know, the first moment that you think, oh, I need an extra person on the team, all the way through to hiring that person. Um, and three months in where you're basically saying, yeah, we, we like each other, we're going to stay. Um, you've passed the um, passed the uh, the tests. <laughs> so I thought that that was going to be a really popular product for my entrepreneur clients. However, what's ended up happening is there's this more um, immediate need where they don't want to bring on staff. They won't don't want to necessarily do the handholding and the training and the orientation and the onboarding. Um, they want to hire an expert who's relatively cost effective, 
and just have an affiliate relationship or an associate relationship with them and not have to deal with the um, submissions and EI and all of those pieces or even have to manage them, which I think is, you know, in some instances, it's a bit of a cop out. But if you hire, as you were saying, if you hire real, real people, real leaders, seasoned staff, then you don't have to do as much handholding. If you're going to hire um, you know, 20 students, you're going to spend a lot more of your time managing them and the expectations and the deadlines than if you'd hired you know, three qualified people. The other thing you mentioned is about um, sales velocity. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a, a process that I know that we can all make a difference on. Um, I was on a call with uh, Sherry Tree, the founder for Codebreaker Technologies just recently. And the conversation came up about how can we speed up this sales cycle, whether it's B2B or B2C. And learning a lot more this summer myself about this whole topic of personality science and how that plays a really interesting role in how people make buying decisions. And I understood that there was four different categories. And then when you combine those four categories with 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 everybody has four pieces to their personality code, there actually ends up being 24 combinations that it could be. But if we speak the language of the person that we're dealing with and we give them the information in the format that they want, then the whole sales cycle goes a lot, lot quicker. Or they either opt out very, very quickly or they're opting in much quicker because they're deep, deeply in relationship with you because you're serving them. Um, you're dealing with a lot of knowledge workers in the IT industry, and that's the group that is, um, as I found out myself, <laughs> that's the group that sometimes is a lot harder to connect with because, first of all, they don't want to be you know, warm and fuzzy and and, and they're not going to come up and hug you. Um, they probably don't want to even touch you. <laughs> and also, um, they are driven by data and by science and by proof and by facts. Um, and, and a lot of times, a very typical sales conversation isn't around the facts. It's around the features and the benefits. Um, and so, you know, a lot of times they're missing the mark. So I found that just fascinating this summer to dive into that. And I liked it so much, the personality science piece, I ended up getting coach certification in it this summer. So that's an added toolkit to, tool, tool, uh, to, to go into my toolkit. I love that. And it, you know, you're right, because it, it breaks down barriers very, very quickly when you understand the approach. Yeah. Um, and, and it works really well one-on-one. Um, but it works. It's even more interesting when you're working with committees and teams because you start to you start to play around with that and serving them the information in the way they want it digested, and mm-hmm. and it's a very very effective sales technique. You're absolutely right. It's it's actually quite brilliant, and I love the science behind it. I think it's uh, it's incredibly insightful and very powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've all done these personality assessment tests you know, Myers-Briggs or DISC or MBTI or whatever they might be. Um, and as, you know, as Sherry talks about when, you know, when she's telling her story, um, none of them ever helped her make any more money. <laughs> and then one day she said, hmm, I wonder if people with different personality types actually make buying decisions differently and set out to, to, to research into that and figured out that they actually do. And here are four buying styles if you like or influence styles which is all about communication so that's what business is based on is communicate build a relationship build that no like trust and then you can have a much swifter sales cycle um so it makes a difference so i'm curious um learnings in business you've obviously had lots (laughs) over your years in business Um, for women entrepreneurs in particular is there maybe two or three things that you can share that really have um, been things that might be misunderstood, um, things that might be surprises on the horizon, depending on what level you're at in your business evolution and scaling up? But what could you share for women that you've learned that has been so valuable? Um, I don't want to sound cliche, but um, I'm going to say be yourself. 
And, mm-hmm. and the reason that I'm saying that is because everybody's unique and yeah. there's a ton of myths out there, especially for women. And, and I've experienced it in, um, in a number of ways. There's a lot of prejudice. Um, people say, you know, because you're female, you can't be in tech or because you're an MBA, you can't be in tech. You have to be in computer science, or I'm not going to take you seriously because you're an MBA and because you're female and because you're a business owner. Oh, and because you owned this past business that has nothing to do with this future business. So I, I, there's a lot of that. And it's usually coming from people that have unrealized dreams of their own and have not achieved success on their own. And so they pass their own failures on to other people. And what I'm going to say to that is don't let other people's failures be your failure because, because they have dreams that they didn't accomplish and maybe they're not in the dream job that they wanted to be or they're not in the success place that they wanted to be has nothing to do with you or me. It has to do with them. And so if they're going to project their dissatisfaction onto you, um, just get away from them. You can't, you, you can't even rationalize with the limbic brain. So you just need to move away and say, you know, sorry, you're disappointed and we're not going to be able to do business because you're at a, just on a different level. You're on a totally different evolutionary plane and, and you have to come to your own realizations, but you're not going to impact me and you're not going to impact my spirit because entrepreneurs really only have their spirit. They have the strength. They have conviction, they have perseverance, they have belief. They have unfaltering belief in what they're doing. And everybody is going to give you their opinion. And you know what opinions are. They're just like everything else. They're just like a mouth. Everybody's got one. Yeah. So those opinions are opinions. But, you know, like my own mother told me I was going to be the biggest failure ever. Like I was going to end up on welfare. And, you know, I was going to be whatever it was going to be, that was not good. And, and I thought she'd be my biggest champion. And, you know, and she's the closest one to me telling me like, that's a loser idea. But yet, so I don't listen to her. I I listen to her about recipes and I listen to her about, (laughs) about grandchildren. And, you know, I listen to her about that. I don't listen to her about business because she, she just doesn't know. And it's not because she's coming from a place of malice she's coming from a place of caring. She's, she's a former nurse and a unionized employee. So I should just get a union job and it would be okay. You know, she's just, she's trying to look out for me the best way she can. Um, But you can't, you can't listen to that. You can't, you just have to go on your own and, and you can only risk what you can afford to lose. So, you know, don't lose your house. Like if you got to get a job and you got to do skip the dishes while you do your side hustle until it's up and going, then that's what you do. You know, but but don't lose everything. And I've seen entrepreneurs just think that tomorrow will be better and the next day and the next day. And then they go right into bankruptcy, especially in my days at the Business Development Bank of Canada. Like we work very hard to keep our companies out of bankruptcy. But that that mentality that it'll just get better, or just like eventually you've got to have a, a hard stop. It's like I go to here. This is what I can afford to lose. And if I don't have traction then I got to pull the pin. And and I've done it myself. Ideas that I thought were brilliant were really stinkers. And they didn't go, go anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, why did I think that was a good idea? But, you know, and, and maybe I made $1.50 and maybe I made five bucks. I don't know. But, you know, it's not a business. Then it's like, it's a hobby, right? So, so I think um, the perseverance is so key and, and blocking and putting blinders on and closing your ears to people that are naysayers and, you know, or, or listening a little bit, but not listening too much because some of them are very valid points. Like, you know, really you're heading into bankruptcy. Don't go any further. Like that is good advice. That's negative advice, but that's really good advice. So, you know, so that Dickinson shares quite often when she's on um, Dragon's Den, right. You know, yeah. We'd be shaking her head and she'd be like, don't put any more money into this. And they'll, you know, there'll be a description of, yeah, I put my house up and it's like, no, you know, that's why that's rule, right? Never kill the golden goose who's laying the eggs. Exactly. And, you know, you've got to have paying customers like you've got. It can't be just a hobby. You can't build things on the hopes that they will come because things are too expensive to build. 
refineries, pipelines, artificial intelligence, software platforms, like this stuff is expensive and you need paying customers. So enterprise needs to come to the table and say, yeah, we're investing in R&D, we're investing in startups, we're investing in small companies, and we've streamlined the process to make it easy for us and easy for you to start to build and innovate. And we're all going to be wealthy together. We're all going to create wealth. We're going to create jobs for everyone. There's an abundance there. And so this tug of war is I'm going to take as much as I can out of you little startup. That has to change. That It doesn't do anybody any good if the little startup goes bankrupt because greedy enterprise has taken all the goodies. Like that doesn't work. It never did. And it doesn't now. And, you know, and just having a different relationship and a different conversation is going to produce much higher value to our organizations, both large and small. Mm -hmm. Well, even I I think back to, you know, when I was first with um, uh, Minerva Technology, which was an IT startup in Canada, very successful in Calgary here uh, about 25 years ago now. And I remember having a, a conversation between the leader and the uh, grant community because you know they make it so difficult to just to be able to have to jump through all these hoops just to be able to get you know ten thousand dollars it's just not realistic and I don't think that they have any idea of how much work it is for somebody who is a solopreneur or a small business owner to put together a proposal in the beginning and sometimes it takes days to do and then if you uh, aren't certain that you're going to be getting that funding it's just a big waste of time so interesting points we could talk for a lot longer I know so I have um, we have about five more minutes left so I want to make sure that we touch on some of the interesting things that you're up to right now because timeliness is of course one of the key things for entrepreneurs to take advantage of and you have a cybersecurity course coming up um, that I'd like you to talk a little bit about because it's specifically for women and um, women in Southern Alberta, in fact. So share a little more about that. Okay, I'd love to. So I am so happy to um, to be um, working and announcing a partnership with Economic Development Lethbridge, the We STEM program, Women in STEM program, uh, funded by Western Economic Diversification, has funded 30 scholarships for women in Southern Alberta who are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs. And we're providing foundations of cybersecurity uh, March 9th for eight weeks, Tuesdays and Thursdays over the lunch hour. So from 1130 to one. So three hours a week of live instruction, guided hands-on learning on how to protect your business and the fundamentals and foundations of cybersecurity. So um, so thrilled to be able to offer that to the female entrepreneurs in Southern Alberta. So this does exclude, exclude Calgary. So it's everybody in the surrounding area. Um, so from, from Canmore to Saskatchewan down to the U.S. border, uh, Airdrie is included, uh, and Canmore is included, and then, but just Calgary is not. So we're focusing on rural and, and Southern Alberta. Um, and we have about 10 left. So, um, so you can go on to my website at amylightanalytics.com or it's listed in Eventbrite too through the WeSTEM program. Um, and we'll, we'll post the contact information and, and the link later so that, um, so that people can register. The value is uh, $3,000 and um, it's been graciously provided by the federal government. So, um, this is deemed a matter of national importance and especially for small, medium sized businesses. So I'm very excited to be able to deliver this kind of training to to our cohort. And um, I can't wait until March to to deliver it. So thank you for letting me do my spiel there. Um, <laughs> super excited because the WeSTEM program is amazing. And they, and they are I'll give a plug to Economic Development Lethbridge and WeSTEM too because they have a whole litany of workshops and courses and a business advisory program, and it's all complimentary for female entrepreneurs. So there's a lot of things that are of value there. And if you just go to the WeSTEM, I think it's um, WeSTEM.ca, if you go to their website, all of those are are listed as well. And um, there's some great powerhouse women mentors and teachers 
that uh, and advisors that are that are putting on some amazing workshops, so both short and long. So um, I think your listeners would really enjoy looking into some of that programming. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that cybersecurity in particular is just so relevant right now. So the course itself might be valued at three thousand dollars. However, if you have um, a business background and you have an interest in getting into the cybersecurity industry, there's way more value than $3,000, way more value. Because this is is a market where there are jobs, there are um, people that are looking for consultants. And certainly, if if this is an area of particular interest, I encourage you to reach out um, to Kara and see you know, maybe have a conversation about that. But certainly for this event coming up, um, it's an excellent program. And I know that from the work that you do, it's going to be a really deep dive concept that you're going to get a a chance to experience. So thank you for putting that together and getting that funded. So anything else that's coming up that, um, that you wanted to share with the audience members? Um, Well, uh, we just won an ideas challenge. So that's, that's exciting. That was done with the um, Department of National Defense. So we'll be working on building out our software and our, our prototypes for our anti-malware using artificial intelligence. So we're quite excited to kick that off. Um, and uh, that, that's a big that's a big deal. So um, so we're really thrilled. We got that announcement just before Christmas. So super, super excited. And, um, and I just... I, I want to be positive for 2021. I, you, know, you know, we've had a tough year and there's been a lot of lessons learned, a lot of hardship, but we're tough. Albertans are tough <laughs> and, and we're going to come out of this stronger and better than we ever have before. So um, I just really want everybody to make 2021 the best year that they've ever had. I mean, we've got a lot of making up to do and, and it won't be long when we'll be able to see each other in person again and do big hugs and, and, you know, be social and go back to the Trillium Club and do our events. <laughs> and I can't wait because that mine got canceled too. So, um, you know, like it's, we've, we've got a silver lining and, uh, and the end will come. And so, to, to everybody that's struggling a little bit, just, you know, hang in there, just tough it out. It's just a little while longer. And, and if you are reach out, you know, like for a zoom call away, I've had, I've had lots of zoom happy hours. I do, you know, like just an email or I just do likes and shares on people's Facebook and I do it on their LinkedIn just to know that they're cared about, you know, just, just, you know, just a little word of kindness, just be a little nicer and, mm-hmm. and write bigger checks like that's right bigger checks. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a trend there. Right bigger checks. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so in terms of keeping in touch with you uh, to reach out on LinkedIn, is that the best way to do it? Um yeah, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn under Kara Wolf. Um or um you can reach me through my website amylateanalytics.com and okay. analytics is spelled A N A L Y T X. Right. So A M M O L I T E A N A L Y T X dot com right. so amylateanalytics.com um, and you can register for the course uh, through amylateanalytics.com there's a button there so you can just click through and, and register there uh, and and by all means LinkedIn me and um, and if there's any way I can help support anybody if there's somebody that's in need totally reach out I'm I'm more than happy to help out and help support where I can uh, and I have a huge network, so happy to facilitate introductions if that's what's needed. Uh, and maybe, you know, just a virtual hug and just say, hey, it's going to be fine. Like, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna get through this. I love this spirit of abundance and generosity. And just to, in a couple of quick comments, um, basically, when we talk about business and, you know, business failure, um, my personal belief is that we nev- we don't actually have failure in life. We have lessons. We have learning opportunities. And so I sort of crossed out that word. Um, first of all, you know, it has painful memories of me. You have something with your mom. I had something with my dad. Um, but, you know, entrepreneurs do need to fail forwards, if you like, or fall forwards, because that's where we have our greatest learnings. It's not on the, you know, when they have when we have the easy boat. It's when we have the most challenging things happening and we rise above it and we get through it. 
that we can look back and say, wow, you know, look at where that resilience has now built my confidence. And that's, of course, my focus area is helping women to elevate their confidence so that they can actually have more success and sustainability in business to flourish in business. A um, couple of things that you mentioned, we talked about that sales velocity. Um, if you're intrigued to learn more about the personality science that I mentioned, if you go to my website, which is wordswomenandwisdom.com, and it's not the ampersand, it's spelled out A-N-D, wordswomenandwisdom.com. There's a gray button in the middle that will you can click to download your own free personality science report. It's a $99 value, but you can take 90 seconds, invest 90 seconds, take the assessment and get your own 20-page report back. Hugely valuable. I think you'll learn a lot from that. So I will encourage you to do that. Um, I know that, Kara, you have uh, to hop off. And so what I'll do is I will invite listeners to say bye-bye to Kara um, and also to just stay on for a few more minutes. I mentioned Words, Women and Wisdom, which is my best-selling book, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. And I'm just going to play a little bit of an intro about that book after we wrap up this interview. So stay tuned for that. And I am also looking forward to seeing where 2021 takes us. My word for the year is radical. So let's see what can be created. And if you don't have a word for the year yet, I encourage you to focus your energy. Pick one word that will resonate, that will be that, that beacon for you to pull you forwards into success in 2021. And I know that Kara and I will be here to be supportive. If you need something, please reach out. Thank you for your time today, Kara. Oh, thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Yvonne. Thank, thank you. you. And I will be speaking soon with you. Okay. Bye for now, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Ladies, a new book is on the horizon. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations. This new book is for women ready to rediscover their inner confidence, take a stand for themselves in life and business by using more powerful language. Words are so powerful and already changed history. On October 5th, the New York Times published a story detailing decades of allegations of sexual harassment against film producer Harvey Weinstein. And numerous women in the entertainment industry found the courage to go public, banding together with a powerful voice that change is long overdue. Even Oprah Winfrey, television network icon, gave a rousing speech at the Golden Globe Awards in January. The media has showcased the Time's Up Legal Defense Fund. The Me Too movement is flourishing and all signaling it's time for women's equality and change. I believe it's time to give women the verbal agility to create more confident conversations. Words, Women and Wisdom, The Modern Art of Confident Conversations is the book which provides practical approaches for women to ask for what we really want and receive our request. Hello, I'm Yvonne Silver, Certified Executive Coach and Senior HR Professional, seasoned in business. I teach women to flourish in business by using more confident language to help empower and engage others. This book is the result of over 35 years of my career, professional career, working in four different countries. I've interviewed over 6,000 people in my career for job interviews, executive coaching, for sales and consulting conversations. And I've listened to hundreds of women in particular who are looking for a better way to collaborate. They're looking to be uh, asking for what they really want and heard and validated, especially in business. And women often earn less than men for doing exactly the same job. It's 2018. It's time for change. The modern art of confident conversations explores words we use at home, at work, words that trip us up, elevate us and encourage us, and when no words are even required. It is about how to leverage the power of words in a positive, in a collaborative and impactful way. 
Now I work with women entrepreneurs and leaders who are empowering other women and leading through mentorship programs and my coaching, public speaking, interviews and writing. I'm passionate about women's equality. Why? I grew up in England in a house with a flow of negative comments from my father which destroyed my mum's dignity until she became an empty shell of the vibrant woman she'd once been, belittled by constant criticism and questioning of her abilities. Through my own life journey and supporting hundreds of female clients, I've discovered critical words to ask to get what we really want collaboratively. I know there are critical links between our language, our behavior, our mindset and our success in life. Words from a song can replay in our head for hours and poetry can bring a lump in our throats. I've combined my insights with interviews from influential women, sharing their pearls of wisdom, supplemented with research and reference studies from established scholars. Women are rising up. It's time for women to be heard. Let's use more powerful, positive language and join the rising tide of change. This book is for you, a woman looking to the future ready to embrace significant positive changes in your life by using more confident language. Eliminate those words that drain your power, add words that energize and invigorate and shift from ordinary to extraordinary. Just one word can change your life. I believe every woman needs their own copy of this powerful book. It's time for action and time for change. Order and reserve your own copy of Words, Women and Wisdom today.